Hey, what's going on, everybody? Brian Zimmerman here, host of Jazz's Crate Digging. I'm uh, flying solo today in terms of host duties. My co-host, Matt Micucci, is taking the week off. But fear not, I'm not alone for this episode. I am going to be joined by a very special guest, and that would be percussionist Pedrito Martinez. Yes, that's right, Pedrito Martinez will be here to go over, check this out for a theme. Albums that changed his life. Yes, he picked three albums. Hard to narrow it down to just three, but three albums that he said changed the course of his life musically and personally. And you know what? I tried to match him tit for tat. I tried to pick albums from his discography that I felt were kind of pivotal moments for his career musically. So we're going to compare albums that we've dug from the crate and see where it takes us. But uh, first album I want to let you know about is Pedrito's new one. It's called Acertijos. It's coming out March 19th. Uh, It's an amazing record. I got my hands on an advanced copy just beautiful, beautiful music. And it's pretty much a star-studded lineup. Joining Pedrito on this album are the likes of Eric Clapton, uh, Terrace Martin, John Faddis, Kenny Garrett. It's got Miguel Zanon on there, David Sanchez. It's really, really a great record and uh, definitely want to be on the lookout for this one when it drops March 19th. Another great album to be on the lookout for, why, that would be the one from our sponsor, saxophonist and composer David Larson whose new album, The Mulligan Chronicles, is dropping this Friday, March 5th. Uh, This is a really cool album. It is the culmination of years of study by David into the compositions of Jerry Mulligan. David is actually a PhD student at Washington State University, where he is studying the music of Jerry Mulligan He said, in my studies, I traveled to the Library of Congress to view hundreds of Jerry Mulligan's handwritten scores and interview countless musicians. All of that research went into this beautiful 13-track album. Again, be on the lookout for this one when it drops on March 5th. But uh, without further ado, what do you say we get into this crate-digging conversation with Pedrito Martinez? Pedrito Martinez, man, thank you so much uh, for joining me on this episode of Crate Ticket, man. I'm super excited for this. Thanks a lot for having me, man. It's my honor. Uh, this is going to be a great episode, man. We, you know, we pick a theme. Uh, every episode, we pick a theme and pick some albums around and give them theme. We went big with your theme, dude. We picked albums that changed your life. Yeah, that's, that's, now, that sounds great. <laughs> And, you know, it is impossible almost to pick just three, but we ask you to do that. And we sincerely appreciate that. Three albums that changed your life. Hard to do, but you've narrowed it down. We're going to get into those in a minute. I, on the other hand, have picked some of my favorite albums of yours featuring artists, guest appearances that maybe have changed your life. So this is a big life-changing episode, Pedrito, and I can't wait to get in it. But perhaps the first album we should dig from the crate uh, Pedrito is your new one, which is coming out March nineteenth. It's called Acertijos. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah, you got it right. That means uh, riddles in English. Yeah, man. Uh, this is a great record. I had the advanced copy. Uh, features Eric Clapton, uh, Gilberto Santa Rosa, Isaac Delgado. Um, really nice record, man. Uh, when did this out project start coming together for you? Actually, you know, I used to. 
I have a lot of I had a lot of material already for years, ideas and demos that I did with the bass and vocal and some percussion. So when the new number the new member of, of PMG, the piano player Isad Delgado Jr. joined the group, um I I suggested him to do the arrangements because you know I I used to listen to a lot of his arrangements before and, and I really love it. So uh, we decided to put together uh, in the structure the whole album and he did actually most of the arrangements and uh, wow. it was amazing it was amazing so but we have a lot of stuff already um almost done so he what he did was you know he put it on the, on the chart and, and give it to the bass player you know some for the for him too you know he wrote some of the um horn lines you know it was a beautiful process completely different you know most of my records you know I've been doing different process in, in terms of, of putting together the music. And this was, was very peculiar, very different and beautiful. It was very nice actually, because, uh, you know, I had so many people from different cultures um, bringing ideas and it was, it was right. beautiful, it was beautiful. Right, yeah, star-studded, man. John Faddis on trumpet, oh Kenny Garrett, saxophone, Terrace Martin, Miguel Zanon, David Sanchez, Etienne Charles. This thing is really packed with talent, um, and, and you were an excellent leader, man. I actually went ahead and queued up uh, one of the tracks that Eric Clapton appears on. It's this tune, My Father's Eyes. So you, uh, you mind if we play a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. Let's take a listen, man. So cool, man! Oh my God, Eric! Man. Sing a duet with Eric Clapton. <laughs> drink on. How did you? How did you two first come together? Actually, you know, I met Eric Clapton years ago when I used to have a residency at Guantanamera in New York, Manhattan. Oh yeah, yeah, been there yeah. many times when I used to live in New York. So yeah, I used to play there, the, you know, for the whole week for years, and then uh, it became just three days. It was too much for me. I was extremely busy with all the projects. So when Eric Clapton was in town, he used to go there, hanging there with his family. But actually, the person that brought him to Guantanamera was my dear friend Winter Marsalis. Uh -huh. So when I saw Eric Clapton sitting there, um, checking the music of Pedrito Martinez, it was it was crazy. I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was very exciting. We became very very good friends, and uh, we used to hang a lot there when, when he was in town. And I always yeah, had in mind to have Eric Clapton as an special guest in one of my albums. And I, I, I mean, I offered to him many times, and he always, 
we were so busy, we, we didn't have the chance to put it together. But now, we can. He appears on a number of these tracks on this album, um, and he just blends so seamlessly, so seamlessly uh, with you and your style, man. It, it, it's a great combination. Um, and again, that new album coming out March 19th, Acertijos, means riddles. Uh, so we'll be on the lookout for that. And we will, uh, we will revisit Winton here in a second. But... Uh, what do you say we go into the crate dig and the albums, Pedrito, that you say changed your life? Shall we begin, man? Yeah. Okay, very cool. First on the list, and I love this pick. I love this pick, Pedrito. It's Outcast, man. Stankonia is the album. Oh, bro. I, dude, I was not expecting that from you. I am so glad you picked it. I'm a huge Outcast fan. I'm a huge hip-hop head. Uh, how did this album change your life, man? I mean, uh, when I got in the United States in 1998, um, Outcast was huge. Yeah. And then uh, in 2000, when they put together this extraordinary album, and actually I remember the first video clip they did was So Fresh and So Clean, a beautiful video. And one of the most amazing songs I, I heard in my life. So I used to practice. I never practiced the click. My click was right. um, this, all these great hip hop R&B groups. And uh, I used to practice a lot with outcasts. I used to do a lot of rhythm displacements. And I yes. used to, you know, experiment some different parents from Cuba and uh, on top of their, their music. So it was crazy. It was very beautiful period of time in my life. I was just two years in the United States. It was, it was beautiful, man. Awesome. Practicing along to Outcast instead of the metronome. I dig it, man. Well, I have queued up a track. It is the one you named. It is my favorite from the album. This would be So Fresh, So Clean. <laughs> so funky, man. Tight. Absolutely. I love it, man. Oh, my God. I absolutely love that track. I and miss, you mentioned... I'm missing that group out so much, man. I miss them oh, so dude, much. Oh, dude. Tell me about it. You know, you mentioned when you were coming here in 1998 how big this group was. And yeah, for me, you talked about how, how that album changed your life. I think in a lot of ways, this album just changed music. It changed hip hop period. It changed music period you because absolutely, man. You know, you had it in New York, you had it in LA and Outkast was one of the biggest to come out of the South. And I think when everyone realized, you know, it was just taking over the country, that was the point where the world realized, okay, hip hop is here to stay. Mm -hmm. Hip hop is going to take over the world. And, and yeah, man, that was a pivotal moment for hip hop. Yeah. It was key. Yeah, man. Very, very cool pick. I dig that. All right. I have picked a track for you, my friend. Uh, talk about life-changing moments. You you mentioned, um, you know, how Wynton Marsalis was the one who brought Eric Clapton into Guantanamera to hear you play. Um, just reading about you, what I know about you, 
you know, your partnership with Wynton Marsalis, it sounds like, you know, he was hugely influential and opened a lot of doors. Oh, my um, God. So I actually picked a track, Antadilla, uh, from your album, Habana Dreams, oh, cool. uh, as, <laughs> as my choice for you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slide up the volume on this so we could take a listen a little bit. beautiful stuff man oh man it's you know when i listen to that track in particular it brings so many beautiful memories because in that particular song um two of my mentors are playing ruben blades which is the composer yeah. of that song and uh winter Marsalis. both of these um iconic musicians and extraordinary human beings being uh on my side for forever you know they helped my career like nobody else like no one yeah. else and um you know they opened both of them opened so many doors for me and i learned so much from those two great artists so i i i, I would like to express once again my immense gratitude for and being. when did you first uh when did you first meet winton i met winton um, by a friend of mine, her name is, she's a photographer, Petra Richterova. She used to work with Winton for years. She okay. used to be a photographer of the Lincoln Center, you know, and, and other projects there, Winter had. So she brought me to his house, an apartment he has on, on 62nd in Columbus. And, uh, and then I started, you know, I, I used to listen to, to Winton uh, Dynasty music for years. Oh, yeah. But um, that was the first time I met Winton, Winton. and then um, I started checking him, you know, I used to, to go to the Lincoln Center, start uh, checking his music with the big band, and then we start collaborating with many projects that he invited me to play at the Lincoln Center. I mean, it's crazy. That's no, no words to express uh, my gratitude and to tell you how many projects we've been doing together that changed my life. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, this this album was beautiful and you've you've collaborated on and off uh before and since. And yeah, you know, Winton, he's just got such an iconic style. He's got, you know, I love his phrasing, I love his unconventional uh, you know, kind of uh uh the way he plays patterns, the way he articulates. Um and he, it's totally unique, and he is so open-armed about who he wants to collaborate with, you oh know, and the music you make together uh, is just excellent. So right? humble, so. man. That's what makes the music beautiful. You Absolutely. know, music is about, you know, sharing and love, sharing love. And uh, when he got in the studio, he just said, Peter, what do you want me to play, man? Show me the phrases that you want. It was so humble. Yeah. It was not like, uh, you know, amazing, man. 
Very cool. So that was my pick. Um, we're going to move on to your next pick. This was a great album. It's from a guy, I, 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 a vocalist I knew of, but have not listened to all that much. So I'm glad you put him on my radar. It's Salif Keita. You picked the album Folon. Yes, brother. Um, you know. Salif is a Malian vocalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I was aware of him, but I, I had not really dug into much of his stuff. How did you first encounter the music of Salif Keita? He's huge. He's been there for a while, you know. And um, when I, I, I used to play with a group called Yerba Buena. It used to be, that this group became huge in New York. It was like a kind of alternative group, group where the, um, the band leader was Andres Levin, a great producer. And um, he introduced me to the African music, this type of music we call it Afrobeat. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he bring me to a, a, a record a huge record store that was uh, in 14th Street. Um, oh my God, what was the name? Huge, huge record store on uh, 14th Street. And um, oh my God, I remember. But uh, he brought me there. He bought a lot of albums from Africa yeah. for me. A lot of CDs. This album, he 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 bought. Um, Fela Kuti album, Babama, Manu Dibango, Omusangare, yes. a lot of yes. great African um, singers and musicians. So I started listening to all of them and I fell in love with a lot of them. So uh, Salif Keita, this album was one of my favorites and especially two songs, one Sumun, where I had the honor to play with the drummer that recorded that album uh, in France. And uh, the second song that I love is Yada. So this album is so powerful, so beautiful, and bring me to Cuba, man. Yeah, because obviously, you know, huge Afro African influence on the music of Cuba. Um, and yeah, the more I read into Salif Keita's, you know, discography, the more I listened to, yeah, the more the more it became clear this guy was a genius, just a brilliant musician. So, I queued up the track uh, Sumoon, man. Shall we take a listen? Oh yeah. That's a groove. Oh man, I used to practice with that. Dude. This music all the time. Tight. The drummer will touch some bar. Oh, amazing drummer. said it man tight oh, man. just tight Oof. but full of energy so powerful man you just it's, it's what we what we do it's like 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 the rumba when you're in the middle of the village in cuba playing rumba yes. and baton singing comparsa it's beautiful man same feeling yeah man gets into your bones yeah. can't help but move man yeah All right, dude, I picked another album from you, another collaboration that I'm just so curious about. Um, I love this player, one of my favorite guitarists, so that when I saw that you worked with him, um, I just had to know more, man. I'm talking about John Schofield. Oh, my Um, God, it's cool. Yeah. (laughs) 
Schofield is the cat, man. And he appeared on your album. Uh, that was just a self-titled album, right? Pedrito Martinez group? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so tell me about John. Tell me about meeting John. Tell me about playing with John. Such a that? nice human being too, man. What a beautiful uh, musician. His wife is uh, so sweet. The first time I, I met um, Scofield was in Guantanamera. You know, most of, most of the people I met, you know, those huge names, they used to go to Guantanamera. Yeah, um, it's a Cuban restaurant in New York. Yeah, man, one, one day yeah. I saw, you know, one night we were recording the whole, the whole show, video recording, and um, yeah. in one table was Eric Clapton with his family, with his wife, Steve Winwood, <laughs> Steve Gadd. Wow. Um, Ross Seilerman, the producer. And uh, John Scofield was there too. So, um, But I met Scofield before. I used to go there once. The first time he saw the group, he, he was like, what? I have to bring you guys to my festival. I used to do a festival in his town. And he brought us there. You know, he played with us. He used to used to be a great friend of us, you know, we, we used to collaborate many, many, many times with, with um, Schofield. So, you know, it's amazing. And then I, I, I decided to invite him to this album. And when he got in the studio, he did like three beautiful guitar solos. And, and I was struggling to, to know which one I was going to pick. It was one of the hardest things to do for me. That's why this type of musician, I want them to do just one song, like Winton, Schofield, yeah. Steve Gadd. It, it's all of this, all the solos they, they, they do are so beautiful that you don't know which one to pick, you know? It's crazy. <laughs> I know, I know. Another impossible choice, man. What I love about the track he did with you um, is a blues, you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of get to hear this is called Traveling Riverside Blues. And you kind of get to hear, you know, how the roots of the blues are so universal because, you know, it's going with the rhythms that you are, you know, obviously came from Cuba and it's just, it's another seamless fit, man. So I've tried to cue it up a little bit here to where uh, John Solo comes in, but let's listen to a little bit of Traveling Riverside Blues uh, from the Pedrito Martinez group. It is, man. Schofield. Oh, talk about another cat with just the most unique phrasing, just the most unique way of expressing stuff. You know, and the stuff he was playing is not that out. 
he can get out. He can get weird and get, but man, just the simplest blues riff, you put it in Schofield's hands Mm -hmm. and he transforms it, man. Yeah. You know, as I was telling you before, I mean, most, in most of my albums, I always try to present authentic and pure traditional material from different cultures, you know, Africa, Cuba, Latin America, Caribbean, Europe, United States. And, you know, and I consider myself a citizen of the world, brother. Purpose. My purpose is always to yes. unite and cheer and create guidelines that break uh, many taboos. You know what I'm saying? And you know, every time I bring this great musician, it's like I open my mind to another, more, more, more great ideas to continue creating different rules. You know, not just, just you know, to not stick on the same parameters and all that. Absolutely. And I turn a lot of people onto your music for that exact reason. Just whatever you're into, you can find a way into Pedrito's music because, you know, it's just you're tapping into universal grooves, man. You're pulling them from everywhere. And I think everyone can relate to your music. It's it's awesome. Um, But oh, you're very welcome. Speaking of albums that have changed your life, um, this is another great pick, man. The last album you picked, the last album you dug from the crate, the man, the myth, the legend, Tony Allen. Uh, yeah, man, you picked his album, Home Cooking. Um, Tony was the cat, you know, when he passed, that was just devastating to the jazz community. Um, you know, as a percussionist, you know, I'm sure you learned so much from him. Oh, what did Tony mean to you, man? Brother, this particular drummer um, was the one that really influenced my the way I play. The first album I did is entitled Slave to Africa. And I play, I, I wrote all the songs, I play all the drums, I play all the percussion, and the, the, the sense that the idea of the album was because I listened to this album and I fell in love to this album like crazy, like crazy. All those Afrobeat patterns that he did. Yes. He, he didn't repeat the same pattern in this album. He did like different. Afrobeat patterns that I think most of them he invent, you know, used to yeah. play with Fela Kuti. And he, he's a terrific drummer, beautiful human being too, but he was so tight. This album is tight, brother. It's like, a, you know, I can play anything on top of this. Yes. And you know, it's like a click right on yes. time. Yeah. And as and you know, to, man, I used to touch- share, I, I, I used yeah. to, you know, the, the, um, yeah, but when I grew up, used to, we used to have like um, like a concert called um, Tribute to Fela Kuti, where this producer I was mentioning before, Andres Levy, used to bring people from Africa, you know, a lot of people. Yes. And then uh, one time, they brought from friends Tony Allen, and it was a dream come true to play with Tony Allen at the BAM Theater. That was the first time I played with, with Tony. The second time was in, in Paris. So oh, man. amazing, man. Amazing. I was so happy that I had the opportunity to play with Tony Allen. But this, oh, album, I can imagine. Was like, this album changed my life. Bro. Well, for sure. It's, you're a percussionist. You know, it's not easy to come up with an iconic rhythm or an iconic beat. You know, the Purdy Shuffle, you know, yeah. Yeah, the Joe Jones swing feel. Uh, yeah, Tony a lot of Allen did like it that, again you know, and again and again and know. again. I mean, 
just invented beats whole cloth, pretty much the father of Afrobeat and Afrofunk. So my man, I queued up the track Home Cooking. I, I queued up the title track, but is there another one you might want to listen to? Any of them, brother. I'm telling you. For this <laughs> album, you can put any, any song. So true, man. All right, here is Home Cooking, the title track from the album of the same name by Tony Allen. Oof. tell man it's like uh it's like you're listening like a piano player in a drum it's like all about melodies that's why i love from steve gadd from elvin jones from from tony allen those drummers they use the drum as a melody instrument not just um rudiments and, and and speed you know this is taste absolutely and i mean you listen to that song you had like seven different grooves there going in different directions and the key like the glue that held them all together tony's drumming um it's crazy what they track, what right? they put the phrases of the horns is completely different yes yes of any kind of music you can listen yeah. to it's like completely different man Great Just album. Cannot so recommend tony allen enough man all right for the final album from my crate um, I picked an album that I guess may have changed your life. Um, it is the soundtrack to The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, season three. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pedrito, I love this show, brother. Wow, I watched this show it's with amazing. my wife. I love this show, dude. And so, and not to mention, they, they hire some real musicians. I mean, Bobby Sanabria was on this show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're on this show. So whoever's doing their music directing knows their stuff. Um, but you appear, just to remind people if they haven't seen, or if it's been a while since they've seen, you appeared in season three of this show when the main character, uh, Miss Maisel, comes down to Miami on her comedy tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and Lenny Bruce go to a club in Miami and you are the musical act, man. I mean, bro, I qu- mean, it's crazy. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> did, they, did they really film that in Miami? They fly you down? No, no, you? no, no. Oh, okay. They film it in, in New York. Gotcha, gotcha. And what's amazing about this clip is you're not just a background character. You're not just like a singer in the background. Pedrito, you are like the main event, man. They've got you walking through the club. They're following you. They play almost the whole song. Yeah, yeah, we did, I did it in the studio. I went to the studio first. I recall the, the track. It was one of the challenge of my life, you know, and I love challenge. It was amazing. Acting is another world. And, um, oh, I believe I've it. been doing it. I've been doing it, you know, here and there. But uh, it's hard. It's hard. And it was a challenge for me, but it came out beautiful. I love the, that scene in particular. And... Uh, the whole team was amazing, very kind, very patient. It was, it was very good, man. It's a gorgeous experience. Scene, like, 
visually, it's a beautiful scene. Um, So it's the kind of thing where you were just doing take after take after take after take. I mean, you know, just like some synchronization with all the the person in in, in the scene where, you know, once, like one second, if you go ahead or behind, they cut. I know. It's it's crazy. It's another. It's not like, like Pro Tools that you editing things in the music and well, you know, it cannot be perfect with the click, but you, you know, it's natural. It's normal. No, here everything is like right on the minute and the second they want to cut, you have to do it. So um, I was a little bit nervous, of course. I was nervous when I have to do something. I was nervous, but I can't control it. You know, I love music, music so much, and I always control that. But uh. When you when you acting is something completely different, and I was kind of acting like a pimp too. You know, it's a lot of yeah. a lot of chicks sitting in the bar, and I yes. was yes. That was a routine that you need to practice. It's a routine that you need to practice, and you have to get it done the you way it should it, be. Man. You know, you nailed it. It's a great scene. I want to listen to a little bit of the track, and then I want to ask you about the music. But here is Loco Amor from the marvelous Mrs. Maisel soundtrack, season three. Loco amor, que en la sangre me hierve. No puedo estar, no puedo estar ya yo sin tu amor. Yes, yes, yes. Oh yes. my God, it was hard to sing a ballad, brother. You know, singing ballad is like another world too, man. It's not well, like Pedrito, a, man. Who wrote that song? Who wrote that song? I think that's a that's an American song, very old one. And then okay. this this Spanish version was from from a movie in 1962, I think, from Cuba. And they sent me the clip, the video, and I was trying to imitate, um, you know, the acting and the and the way the guys sing that song. Right, right. Those so, early uh, 60s crooner types. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But th- that's an American song. And um, because I did, my, I did a lot of search before, and I yeah. thought it was like a Cuban song. It was not. They got that gotcha. that, that clip from uh, from a video. And they sent it to you and they Cuba. said, hey, yeah. we, we want you to sound like this. Yeah, and I look a little bit like, like the, the, the guy. <laughs> that did that movie you know 1962 yeah very cool and how great opportunity man who connected you who hooked you up with that opportunity um that's a great question man that is a great question um i think it was a friend of mine i don't remember the name now he used to go to guantanamera and he called me for a lot of actually i did um couple of of uh, hbo documentary movie with him I'm trying to remember his name. So I, I saw him direct directing the whole thing in the studio. Um, I think he was the one called my manager, Paul, and then get me in the studio to do that. 
Very I cool. remember well, that. Well, I'm, I'm so I, I watch again. I, I love that show. I'm a big fan of that show. I watched it with my wife Amazing. when I saw you on there. I was like, oh my god, I think that's Pedrito Martinez, man. And <laughs> oh my god, my behold, daughter, my daughter was making fun of me because I look completely <laughs> different. I'm very yes, like you know, I dress kind of sometimes very juvenile. Sometimes I dress very hip hop. I always change my 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 look. So when yeah. I have to. <laughs> They have to put a lot of, you know, makeup and, and jacket, then yeah. white jacket. And then, like, you know, I have to, you know, let my hair grow a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't <laughs> recognize myself. Also, you know, the, the movie Joy. Yeah. With Jennifer. So um, I, I'm appearing in that movie a lot. They do did some close up for me. Nobody. No, not even one of my friends recognized me. Right off with Jennifer Lawrence. The yeah. movie Joy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we were playing okay. there with, with, with P&E. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Digging this funny. acting stuff. Hopefully, we'll see more. In the meantime, we have uh, a great album to look forward to. That would be Acertijos. Yes. Again, drops March 19th. You can listen to a few of the tracks from that album, including the one we played with Eric Clapton. Those are available on Spotify right now. But uh, Pedrito, man, this was an absolute pleasure, dude. Likewise, I really likewise. had a lot of fun. I really had a lot of fun digging through the crates with you, man. Thank you for sharing. Thanks a lot. Gosh, some of the albums that that changed your life, dude. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This is such You're an very honor welcome. to talk to you, man. People can follow along on social media, yes? Definitely. Very cool. Well, we'll check you out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. In the meantime, uh, we'll be listening to Acertijos, man. Pedrito, thank you again so much for doing this. We'll see you later, man. My honor, brother. Thanks. Bye. So long. All right, and that will do it for this episode of Crate Digging. Thank you once again to my amazing special guest, Pedrito Martinez. Again, be on the lookout for that album, Acertijos, when it drops March 19th. Follow him on social media, too. The guy's got a lot of great stuff going on. And be sure to check us out online as well. Head on over to jazzes.com for even more podcasts, even more great feature articles, digital versions of our back issues, our own very special digital edition issues, which we send to subscribers' inboxes every month. This month's issue was all about Tower of Power. You know them. What is hip? Yeah, Tower Power is still hip after 50 years. we got a great feature story on them. Head on over to jazzes.com to read it. You will need to be a subscriber, but you can become one today. It's super easy. Just click that big red subscribe button in the top left-hand corner. You'll be well on your way. That'll do it for this week's episode. We'll see you next week with another very special guest. Until then, so long.